0: your brain might turn to putty but there's still a chance to learn we'll be your study buddies we're gonna talk about some stuff and make research cool
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Study Buddies. My name is Paola Sanchez-Abreu. And my name is Taylor Collins. And we are the podcast that brings you the latest in science and psychology. And sometimes more. What's up, Taylor? Uh, I heard you, you, uh, you brought in a study for us. A little funky fun study. I did, uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's about sex, baby. Let's talk talk about about you and Me, let's talk about a good may the Maybe poor people. Of- let's talk about sex. What's the name of the study?
0: <laughs> the study is actually explaining the decline in young adult sexual activity in the United States.
1: So it's about not sex. It's about not sex. Oh it's no. The least sexy sexy study there ever has ever been. Okay, tell us why tell tell us about how we're not having sex.
0: Okay. Well, this is actually a study published in February 2021 in the Journal of Marriage and Family Therapy.
1: All right. So tell me, what's the background for
0: this study? So, they noted that there has been a trend in young adults getting busy less. The authors suggest this might be because of things like financial insecurity.
1: Oh, you know, because we all
0: broke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Increased time spent getting, like, degrees and the result of right. debt from that. Um, the mm-hmm. decline in us leaving home.
1: Yeah, it's really,
0: really hard to bounce to go out while you're living with your mom. Yeah. And yep. maybe an increase in, like, self-focused leisure and... Personal exploration, Uh, Hmm. like there's a lot more like social media, gaming. uh, You know, focus on the independent self. Um, Sure. They were saying like maybe it's because of psychological distress from us being you know very unstable, like not having like finances to do things, and you know all the psychological
1: insecurity and and
0: right Uh, the the problems of the youth, the young adult youth of today. And uh, less excessive drinking, actually, which I didn't know this was happening, like, but apparently the young adults are, as a trend, we have been drinking less uh, across time, so I don't know if we're, like, evolving. Hallelujah.
1: I don't know. I don't know if we're evolving. I think we're just maybe, like, smoking more weed. That's speculation. This is not fact (laughs) at all. So we don't know what's happening, but it seems like there's
0: been, you know, a national decline in drinking. And so... Yeah, these are things that they were thinking, like, might be explaining this decline in Bounchicka-wow-wow-ing.
1: Okay, so tell me, like, how much less sex are young adults having? Or not having, rather.
0: (laughs) Well, there's a study that showed that for adults 18 and older, frequency of sexual activity dropped from 60 times a year to 53 times a year, from 1989 to 2014, Okay. Okay. Not too bad. And there was also a study that showed that sexually inactive adults, so those of us who are getting nothing on, uh, from ages twenty to twenty four, yeah, that increased uh, in like two thousand seven to two thousand nine. Those time frames, it was eleven point six seven percent, and okay. from two thousand ten to two thousand fourteen, it was fifteen point seven percent. So like maybe like a four or five percent increase. In people who are not getting it on at all. Interesting. More
1: people joining the celibate club. Yes.
0: Hmm. And so the variables that the study wanted to look at that might explain the decrease in sexy time were economic insecurity, uh, the decline in formation of romantic unions, Mm -hmm. co-residing with parents, aka living with mom, electronic media usage. Psychological distress and alcohol use.
1: Okay, very interesting. So let's look at this study. What were the methods used um, for this current study? Yeah,
0: so they used actually um, longitudinal data from a big data set, and it's from the 2007 to 2017 waves of the panel study of income dynamics transition to adulthood module. That's a lot of words, but they call it PSID-TA. So the PSID-TA collected data from sample members who were between 18 and 28, who also participated in uh, subsets of this panel that were the child development supplement and people whose family members were participating in the panel study of income dynamics still. They collect Uh, data um, and additional waves in 2007, 2009, 2011, 13, 2015, 2017. So they collected data across time, like every two years for a while, uh, which generated actually 11,292 participants. Amazing. Yeah. So... The analysis starts uh, in 2007 just because like earlier waves were not asked questions regarding sexual activity. So that was actually the first time they were able to do that.
1: Hmm.
0: And unfortunately, they also had to remove data from the entire 2011 wave, which was 1,907 observations because there was a data processing error by (gasps) by the PSID staff that made all of the data unusable. Um, because of the response, how they conducted the responses to the question about oh, sexual activity.
1: My gosh, 1900 observations lost. We got to pay those data entry workers more and get them coffee next time.
0: Yeah, there's definitely some sort of like big slip up and I'm sure people were very mad. But anyway, yeah. so they weren't able to use the 2011 data, but they ended up with 3,213 total respondents who contributed 5,671 person year observations to the analysis. Wow. And a person year observation just means like any time you had a, have a year's data uh, from a participant, it counts as a person year. So you can have like 300 participants all give you one year of data, and that would be like 300 person years. Um, and you could have one participant give you uh, – you could have – I'm trying to do multiplication math here, but let's just keep it with ones. You could have one participant give you seven years of data, and you would have seven person year observations. Okay. That totally makes sense. Yeah. And so they basically said that all of these, this data collection, the respondents of the PSIDTA were representative of a U.S. sample of young adults that were born 1985
1: to 1999. Our generation represent... Millennials. How did they look to measure the level of sexual intercourse that people were having? or weren't having
0: oh yeah so this was one of the things that they asked and respondents in this interview were asked how many times have you had sexual intercourse in the past four weeks as simple
1: as that oh my gosh this would be one of those times where I'd be like oh this would be a fun study to participate in but I'm not going to tell anybody how many times I've done the deed in the last four weeks that feels invasive
0: yeah. Because either we would feel bad because it would be more than us, or we'd feel bad because it was less than us. So there's really no way right. in there.
1: Right. <laughs> we'd either feel bad about ourselves or feel bad for you. Okay. So basically, they asked all the respons- respondents a very personal question. And then uh-huh. how did they measure all those other variables that they wanted to look at?
0: Yeah. So remember all of those things we talked about that they're looking to see, you know, if, if these things explain the decline. So first, they looked at economic insecurity. And they captured who was employed and who wasn't, as well as their earnings. Great. And then they looked at decline in formation of romantic unions,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they measured relationship status in three terms, married or cohabitating being one, not cohabitating, but in a romantic relationship being two, and Great. not in a relationship being the third.
1: I love that they say cohabitating. It makes me feel like a, a real um, creature being studied. <laughs>
0: I know, it, th- it makes you think of, like, like little bugs in, like, a little terrarium.
1: They are sharing a habitat. They sometimes nest in the habitat together, but eventually they go back to their own habitats.
0: The next thing they looked at was co-residing with your parents, which is, like, basically cohabitating but with mom. Mom and
1: dad are my roommates!
0: Yes, and they asked them about their primary residence in order to do this. Mm-hmm. Then they wanted to look at electronic media. So this was a couple different things that they were looking at. And they asked how frequently in the last 12 months people use the following on a one to five scale, one being never and five being every day. Mm -hmm. So they looked at using the internet for games, uh, using it for email, using it for school related projects, using it for shopping, using it for social networking, and using it for reviewing topics of like interest. And then they had also asked a separate question that asks respondents how often they watched non-news television shows in the year prior to the interview, with the possible response categories being, like, one less than once a month to six every
1: day. Okay. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So they wanted to look at, basically, internet use in various forms in the first questions and television use in the second question. Okay. Okay. And then they wanted to measure psychological distress. So they had participants check the frequency of six different items on a scale of zero, none of the time, to four all of the time for how much they felt nervous, hopeless, restless, like everything is an effort, too sad, or worthless within the past month. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a tough question to answer. And they also... And an interesting way, way to measure psychological distress also. Yeah. And they had asked, lastly, about alcohol use. And so with this question, they asked how often participants drank alcohol in the past year with response categories ranging from one never to
1: seven every day. And then did the study control for anything specifically? Did it have any controls?
0: Yeah. So they actually gathered information about a lot of different variables that they wanted to be able to control for statistically so to see if that something was sense. really going
1: to like affect the data one way or another right, so because right. a lot of things can affect you six life.
0: right so all of their fancy statistics models controlled for age sex race and ethnicity and educational achievement or like college status and Got it. they also looked to control for a couple other things so they asked about self-rated health And they measured this with a score from, like, one poor to five excellent, thinking, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe health would affect that. Right. They looked at attendance at religious services, like how often did they attend services in the past 12 months before the interview, one being never, six being more than once per week.
1: Yeah, because that would definitely have an impact.
0: Right. Especially when you're younger and unmarried. Um, Right. They also looked at household structure of family of origin, whether you had two married parents, you lived with one biological parent and one step-parent, or um, one unmarried parent. Oh. And then lastly, they looked at parental education, so like the highest year of school completed by your parent.
1: Okay. That is a lot of data. Mm-hmm. So how did they analyze it all?
0: It is... They have so much data because they were able to pull from these larger samples uh, of data that were already collected, and this allowed right. them to compare and control for all sorts of variables,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: this required a lot of fancy
1: schmancy statistics. This time it's fancy schmancy. Oh, we got a schmancy
0: in here because there was a lot going on. Um, <laughs> so researchers pooled person-year observations into one file to analyze-
1: Okay, so they measured how like a whole group sexual activity was affected.
0: Yes. So okay. they beca- this is what the study kind of explains. They say, quote, we begin with a baseline model that includes only survey year and the control variables, and we then add one at a time of each of the measures that they wanted to look at of the potential explanations for the decline in sexual
1: activity. Okay, so they were, like, looking at the things, and then they just added in each of their controlled variables to see how it shifted the data.
0: Well, they wanted to examine each explanation, so they had a, like, one solid group of all the survey participants with the controlled variables already, like, accounted for, and then they looked at each of the things.
1: Oh, I understand. Okay, 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 that makes sense. Thank you. And they did
0: included a lot of other tests and statistical measures to account for errors, um, that may arise in the data, right? So there was a there was just just understand there was a lot of like complex statistical fancy schmancy things happening, right? And right, right, right. they also did an additional analysis called a fixed effect model, which looked at hmm. individual subjects' changes in sexual activity across time, and what might have affected that, but only for the participants who provided data at multiple points.
1: Okay, so then they measure, They also measured how an individual person's sexual activities changed over time.
0: Right, and what might have affected
1: that. Got it. So, what were the findings? Why are we not getting down and dirty as much?
0: Oh, the findings are, there was a lot of findings,
1: because they were looking <laughs>
0: at so many variables. So, we're right. going to highlight some of them. Okay. So firstly, there was a lot of important information that they gave us about the demographics of the respondents, since we had all these questions they were asking. And we're just going to highlight a few of those. So the mean age of respondents was about 20 years old, about half were female. They had racial and ethnic demographics that were similar to the U.S. population. Mm -hmm. The health mean, so kind of that score of self-rated health, was 3.76, which is between good and very good. Great. The mean frequency of et- attendance at religious services was 2.49, which fell right between the categories of a few times a year and about once a month. And huh. we also found out that about 56% of the respondents reported that they had
1: the sex during the last four months. <laughs> Like, three-year-olds, we literally can't, like, talk about sex without making fun. Without, without, like, getting into a Borat voice. Sex is is funny. Okay, what else, what else, what else? So, 56 reported that they had the sex during the last four weeks, and...
0: 56%. And they also said, quote, in 2007, 59% of the respondents reported having had sexual intercourse during the prior four weeks... And this dropped to 49% in
1: 2017. So, like, wow. a 10% drop. So, the study really did reflect the data of similar studies that really showed that decline in say the TAM, over the years. 10%. Wow.
0: 10% drop in 10 years. Oh so like God.
1: Poor us.
0: We're dropping, like, flies, except for flies, there seems to be a lot of them, so they're probably doing a lot more getting busy yeah. than we
1: are. Yeah, they're doing it all the time.
0: There was a couple things that we that they also found in the population as well that I just thought were interesting. Mm-hmm. Respondents were more likely to actually be employed in 2017 but earned
1: less money over yeah, time. Yeah, screw you boomers that are doing this to us. I don't actually yes. know if it's your fault. I don't know enough about economics, but
0: I think it is like it. they hold a lot of the they hold a lot of the wealth, like okay. more I think it's like um, at our age, boomers held 20% of the wealth, and at our age, we only hold 5% of the wealth. Give us more money! Yes. So anyway, they were more likely to be employed, but le- less earned less money. Also, participants' internet use increased over time, but decreased, but, but decreased in TV watching. Huh. And surprisingly, it showed that psychological distress,
1: it declined slightly. You know, maybe having less sex is like you know, relieving a lot of stress from our lives. I'm not sure about that. <laughs>
0: fair, 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 fair. <laughs> And, um, and they also showed that frequency of drinking also declined across time again, which was consistent with the national data huh. as stated
1: before. Okay. 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 Interesting.
0: So remember how we talked about how with each of those, data sets, what they did was they had already accounted for the control variables and then put in the variables that they were looking to explore.
1: Yeah, to see if they were like affecting the amount of sexual intercourse it was having.
0: Yeah. So when they did control, they had to control for these variables that did impact it. So they did fancy statistics to control for it, but how the control variables impacted sexy time was, these ones showed an increased likelihood of sexual activity, including... Increased activity with increased age.
1: Okay.
0: Women were more likely to have increased sexual activity.
1: Okay.
0: Non-Hispanic whites were more likely than other races. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) College grads and current students were less likely than non-grads to be getting it on. That's mm. actually interesting.
1: They're busy. They are studying. They're busy. They can They don't have time. Mm-hmm. They're getting the
0: learning. And attending more religious services was linked to less sexual activity as yeah. well. well. We all knew that one. <laughs> Those <laughs> with non-intact families of origin, which is a really interesting way to say that, um, mm. non-intact families of origin were more likely to have Lots of intercourse than those with families who had two married bio parents. Interesting.
1: Very, very interesting.
0: And ultimately, the results showed that the primary explanatory variables that were statistically significant in explaining the decline of sexual activity were the decline in information of romantic relationships. So we're mm. not being, we're not in relationships. So
1: yeah. we're not loving, so we're not loving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also the decrease in alcohol consumption. So those mm. were the two major explanatory variables. But also yeah. an increase in commu- computer gaming and a decline in earnings. So Whoa. they basically said that these four variables accounted for about 75% of the decline.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow, wow, time. wow. That's intense. Mm-hmm.
0: And they found no evidence, actually, that psychological distress – or internet use, explained the decrease in sexual activity.
1: Okay, so we can be like psychologically losing it and scrolling on Instagram all day, but it's also like we're still going to get late. That's kind of nice. Yeah, at least
0: there's that. And (laughs) although living with parents may also relate to the decline in sexual activity, they found that its effect was actually accounted for by trends in other factors. And they also stated that when they looked at participants' individual change across time, quote, forming a romantic relationship, going to college or not, and level of alcohol consumption likely have causal effects on the probability of engaging in sexual intercourse. Wow. So this was more when they looked at that one person's change across time. Sure. Those three factors seemed to influence like individual people's lives mm. most versus like those whole group data that they looked at.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. So, wow, quite a study. So many results. But the question that remains, Taylor, what were the limitations?
0: This is always an important, an important question. And the authors highlighted a lot of limitations, and we will too. So the first thing that we thought of was that people may not always be forthcoming or honest regarding sexual intercourse experiences, particularly ones dictated in a survey. Yeah. So that's always going to be a limitation because that, as you had said before, it's like very personal question. So you can't guarantee that people are always answering that entirely accurate. Some may inflate that number. Some may deflate that number. Yep.
1: Yeah. That makes sense.
0: And the study also said that because it's limited to like a pretty narrow age range of like 18 to 23 years – and a time period of 2007 to 2017. Mm-hmm. Other research might benefit from looking at like a wider age range not just 18 to 23 and maybe looking at a longer time frame. So like maybe years prior to 2007 where they didn't have that data. And also future stat studies could look at s- if some of the variables might impact certain demographic groups more than others. So for example, computer gaming frequency may have more of an impact on, like, young men than young women. So, like, specific subsets of things um, may influence and mediate.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting to see.
0: The study also didn't look at sexual preference or gender identity, which I was thinking really might have been interesting to have data on because it would be pretty cool to explore that as well as to whether being heterosexual or... And really whatever, whether it's your gender identity or your sexual preference and sexual identity affected those things.
1: Yeah, that was one thing that I was going to say is like sexual intercourse can be defined so many different ways. And so like that, and it it can look different depending on your gender identity or your sexual preference. So that's a very um, interesting question to bring forth to a study like this.
0: Yeah. And this the authors actually, in the initial part of the study, did discuss that they used, like, sexual intercourse. And they talked about, like, how that def- definition can shift for different people. And about 80% of the people, like, talk about it being, like, penile-vaginal
1: penetration. PNV6 okay. is the more fun way to say it.
0: Yes. So... But there, but like that is, as you had said, something that people might define differently. Yeah. So the authors talk about the decline in marriage and they share how there's little insight into why there's a decline in the formation of even less formal relationships, including dating relationships.
1: Mm.
0: You know, especially in these days, you know, there's like talking
1: and then there's right. like dating and then there's like dating. And then they're sliding into the DMs and.
0: Right. So we have. Levels of informality, right? Uh, prior to even be being dating and then being engaged, and yeah. Married. There's so much.
1: There's so many things,
0: right? So it's important not only to look at like marriage levels, but also where those like informal relationships are, and so that would be something to measure um, yeah. as well. And so that's about it for this study. But I did want to share. Authors also published an additional study. Okay, hashtag, hashtag bonus bonus study, and this study was called why are fewer young adults having casual sex? And it looked at unpartnered, unpartnered adults ages 18 to 23 and the variables that affect specifically them. Mm-hmm. And they found that for young women, the decline in drinking alcohol explained about a quarter of the drop in the likelihood of having casual sex.
1: Wow. Uh,
0: but for young men, it was not only the decline in alcohol, which was true, but also an increase in computer game gaming and the increased percentage of males who live with their parents so Mm. they found no evidence that um, young adults economic circumstances internet use or tv watching explained it but it seems like alcohol use was across genders particularly for women and gaming and living with mom and dad for men for our
1: unpartnered casual sex 18 to 23 age group Interesting. Drinking being the main thing for young women engaging in casual sex is um, terrifying. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is a
0: little. It's like terrifying, but like
1: unsurprising. Yeah. We'll also link this study's DOI in the show notes as well. So you can um, read both of them in tandem if you should feel so inclined.
0: Yeah. Check them out.
1: Well, thank you for bringing in the study about going boom, boom in the room, Taylor. There's like so many different um, puns and jokes about like how to have like what's mm -mm. there's like so many (gasps) different puns and jokes that can like um, mean uh, sex or having sex or doing the sex and sexy time. um, I, I I appreciated being challenged to think of them. I don't think I thought about all of them. But maybe, you know, uh, the Passing Notes episode will give me an opportunity to in- increase my pun sex use. Sex pun use. <laughs> we can only hope. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us this week. And we will see you back next Tuesday for our Passing Notes episode where we talk about taylor what's the sex pun uh 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 doing it sorry okay all right good job (laughs) or we talk about doing it that's what she said bye everyone good night study buddies was created by paula sanchez abreu and taylor collins our graphic design was done by monica ray summers gonzalez and our intro song was composed by singer-songwriter caught in between You can follow Study Buddies on Instagram at studybuddies.com and email the show at studybuddiespodcast at gmail.com.